Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love, linked in the show notes. It's just really exciting because I feel like there's so many amazing ideas and there's also so many just like smart business people in general here that are able to take those ideas and scale them out. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Today's We Are LA Tech shout out goes to Patricia Garcia. Patricia has been a huge supporter of We Are LA Tech for years now. She's an experienced club member and she is just an amazing user experience designer, leader in the tech space. Be sure to say hello to Patricia on LinkedIn. Just go to Patricia Garcia and uh, you'll find her. She is with L3 Harris Technologies and um, she's amazing. Tell her that you discovered her through We Are LA Tech. Join thousands of people in L.A. Tech on our We Are L.A. Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. I'm not sure if I mentioned this already, but, you know, we all have our pandemic hobby, like something that we've all taken up in the pandemic. For me, that's been Spanish lessons. There's a site called italki that I learned from my friend Benny Lewis, who speaks multiple languages. And it has been phenomenal. And I have lessons on Tuesdays and Thursdays with a guy in Mexico who's awesome named Brandon. He's amazing. We've become friends. And I... I'm completely improving my Spanish. I was hoping that I would be fluent by the end of the year. I don't think I will be, but it's my favorite hours of the week, my Spanish lessons. And eventually I will be fluent and he's a great teacher and very patient. Yeah, I recommend it. It's italki.com. And uh, if you take up language lessons, because they do all sorts of language where you could learn from a native speaker, let me know how it goes for you. All right. Bye. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast, spotlighting LA tech companies and talent so you can quickly immerse yourself into the startup culture here. My name is Rachel Espiritu, director at Toolbox LA, and I'm your guest host on today's episode. Toolbox LA is Southern California's largest innovation lab. I'm so excited to have my good friend, an amazing, inspiring woman here as our guest. Uh, her name is Patricia Dow, CEO of Daily Karma. Welcome, Patricia. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and talk to you. Awesome. So go ahead and tell us, introduce yourself, your role, your company, all that good stuff. Yeah. I go by Patty, Patty Dow. I am the CEO of Daily Karma. So we are a platform that helps brands drive sales by doing good. We are based out of Santa Monica, 
Awesome. I love that. And as CEO, I guess, tell us a little bit about your role at the company. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know, CEO startup, pretty much does everything, right? Yeah. From <laughs> product management to operations to accounting, you name it. I mean, my real focus is with the product and operations mainly. I have an amazing partner, Melanie Luby, who's our chief impact officer, and she does a lot of the marketing and partner relationships which is fantastic because it lets me kind of look at the bigger vision and where we want to go as a company. Yeah, that's awesome. I know. And I met both of you and Melanie through Girls in Tech, the nonprofit organization that we volunteered for. So that's so awesome. Did you guys meet uh, there and then work on the company or? Yeah, absolutely. I think I met her probably at one of the same meetings I met you, Rachel. Like we just kind of clicked. And the interesting story there is we were pregnant at the same time. And we were doing the Girls in Tech Red Bull event. And she came to me because she was on the board as well and said, Patty, you know, I don't know if I could keep volunteering because I just have to tell you something. I'm pregnant. And I was like, really? Me Me too. too. (laughs) And so our due dates are two days apart, which is really funny. And so we ended up just kind of like having lunches and talking about what it would be like after we had kids and what our careers would be like. And that's where our bond started and progressed. um, And now here we are like five years later with two kids and running Daily Karma. Wow, that's so awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Tell us a little bit more. I mean, I love the idea of, you know, companies, you know, being charitable and giving back. So tell us a little bit more about the company and how it works. Yeah, absolutely. So we primarily work with e-commerce companies. And our whole mission is to help these e-commerce companies integrate cause marketing into the shopping flow, so that it's seamless, And really, at the end of the day, it helps these companies give back. But also, we've found that it's helping to increase average order values and cart conversions. There is a win on both sides, right? They're able to give back, but they're also able to help their sales out as well. We are finding that, uh, you know, especially with Gen Z and millennial shoppers, you know, when you have price and quality being equal, 90% of the, the shoppers out there will pick a company that's backing a social cause, right? Like consumers are demanding it, especially in the day and age of where we are right now in the world. And so we're seeing a huge lift in these brands seeking out ways to align with charity and integrate it into their overall brand mission and shopping experience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me as well, that's definitely something when I'm looking at a brand and I want to know that they're also doing good in the world. And so this is, you mentioned, this is like a lift that helps e-commerce brands to, you know, to elevate. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even with COVID happening, I mean, gosh, that was around, right. That's like March um, where we started quarantine. We saw a six X increase in growth during that time. So Previously, brands knew that this was something that they had to do. And, you know, with everything that's been happening this year, it just it was kind of like a kick in the butt for a lot of these brands sure. to, you know, yeah. realize like we got to get on this right now because our consumers are demanding it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely been a, a roller coaster this year uh, with how things are going. And so I, definitely more online shopping. Everyone around the globe is doing yeah. that. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, e-commerce in general is up 10x. It's an interesting space to be in right now. And so whereabouts in LA is your company based? I mean, we're, not, we're all home <laughs> and remote, but for the most part, where are you guys? Yeah. Wh- where did we used to work together when we could be together? Yeah. Um, in Santa Monica. Yeah. In Santa Monica on Broadway. Yeah. 
What about you? Are you from LA? I am from LA. Yeah, born in Texas. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I could never go anywhere else. You know, I mean, I was born in Pasadena and just grew up here. Went as far as San Diego for college and came right back up. <laughs> nice. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, me too. I'm from LA as well. And people are always like, wow, it's a unicorn. It's a native. It's a rare, I a rare sighting. <laughs> it's true. I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. And so are you self-funded or VC-backed? Right now, we just closed our seed round, which was really exciting. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Took a lot of work, but we did it. And we're excited about, you know, the next two years or so until we go for that Series A. (laughs) Always charging upward. And so, yeah, we were chatting a little bit earlier. You mentioned that, you know, it's been a little bit of a process. I mean, I'd love to hear you know, more about that experience. Yeah. You mean just like fundraising in general? And yeah, how that fundraising was? in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard, you know, like <laughs> you, you read a lot of these blogs and you get a lot of advice on, on the things that you should do, but you don't really grasp everything that needs to be in place to make it happen until you kind of go through the process. And even, you know, going through the decks, again, there's so many resources online on, the, on how to structure your deck and all of this type of stuff. But until you actually create one and you talk to these investors and get feedback and then, you know, iterate on that, you don't really know what's going to come out at the end. So that's why it took, I would say maybe like three months to finally get the deck to like a perfect place where it was telling the story in the right way. And prior to that, it was another three months of, you know, making sure like all of your financials and your projections made sense. It was definitely a process, but I'm, I'm so glad that we went through it because now our entire company is really able to align over some like solid OKRs. And it's based on all the financials that we worked on and like the, and the narrative that we created in, in the deck. Although painful, we had to do it and it made the company stronger. Amazing. Yeah. That's so inspiring. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And so how many people total on your team? You mentioned Melanie, like who else is there? We have about five at this point. We're hoping by the end of the year, we'll, we'll have about 10. I'm a firm believer of bootstrapping until you can't bootstrap anymore, right? And sometimes, oh, yeah. Yeah. right, like the best things happen when your back is against the wall and you really have to make decisions on doing things that will only move the needle, right? And so to me, you know, I, I like to scale as slowly as possible and just grow when you only know you, you need to. And that extra person that comes on board will, will move the needle in one way or another. Well, that's perfect segue to my next question. How, how did you scale? How did that, how, how, how did that scale? happen? How did the magic happen? <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it was like myself and Mal for, for a really long time. We started with a B2C platform. I mean, the whole mission of the company was to create innovative ways to drive more revenue to charity. Because we know that, like, especially now, nonprofits are struggling, right? Like, their galas are closed, their their normal fundraising activities they can't do anymore. So they're even trying to figure out ways that they can launch e-commerce stores. But, you know, prior to that, there still needed to be ways that we, like, shook up the nonprofit world and figure out other streams of donations for them. And so we created a B2C platform for people to come in and put donations and create their own cause funds, kind of like mini foundations. And as we launched that, we're getting calls from our brand friends, like friends that worked at brands. And I think it was like the Napifiers that 
were happening like two or three years ago. And so they were like, who do we actually give back to? We want to give back to charity. We have no idea what the right charity is. And we don't know if these charities are legit and they're going to be using the money the right way. Can you tell us who you know? And then it dawned on us. We're like, you know what? We should be helping these brands. These brands are looking for these charities to be able to align with and to integrate into their, you know, their DNA in an authentic way, right? And so from there, we pivoted or realigned, I should say. We really went after a B2B segue and wanted to really focus on the brands. And so I guess you asked me about scale, but that was how we found product market fit, which was like one of the bigger, biggest hurdles. So then once we found that product market fit, it became just so much easier, you know, like the marketing, the sales, the, the narrative that you put out there, it all just came into place. And we actually started on the Shopify platform because, you know, Shopify, as we know, is one of the biggest e-commerce platforms out there that brands are, are, are starting their stores on. And so that really helped with our organic growth because it was just an amazing like pipeline. Right. Yeah. The built-in community, people that are familiar with the tool and it's just easy to use. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they have such a robust like ecosystem that, you know, we've been able to benefit from. And then, you know, luckily we won their Shopify Unite fund. They picked 12 people around the world. And so we were one of two representatives from the United States that nice. were selected. Represent. <laughs> I love that. Thank so you. So cool. Um, and so they, they brought us to Toronto for Shopify Unite. And then that's where like the floodgates really opened for us. And having this close relationship with partners with Shopify really helped us like solidify our partnership and, and, and get more of these like brand partners on board. That's awesome. That's such a great story. So the product market fit, making the, you know, a, a realignment for the company and then, you know, key partners and it just was able to, to see growth from there. And so you talked a little bit about what inspired the company, but I'd love to hear, I guess, that maybe that moment when you were just like, this needs to happen. I love to hear a little bit more about that. But, you know, that there was like that spark when you just got the idea. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, again, it, it was it was just I it was just kind of going back. And I, I always just remember like the Napa fires and that's really what sparked it. But you know, unfortunately, that's when we saw like the avalanche of so many other things that were happening in the world, you know, that ranged from like fires to shootings to pandemics to gosh, you you you, you know, the social justice movement, I mean, you, you name it. And so it became just so apparent that this was something that we had to go after. Because like all of these organizations and nonprofits that were looking to help in, you know, these these situations, they're having a hard time because 50% of their time is, is, is trying to move forward with their mission. But the other 50% of the time is like fundraising. And so if they're like fundraising and trying to get donors, they're not able to move forward and help the mission and help our communities and help society. Right. And so it just became so clear to us that the e-commerce world is booming. There's money out there. There's ways to take these consumers and their their shopping money and just take micro donations of that to give to charity. And so I think that's where really we just got just so excited because the opportunity was so huge to connect the dots between the brands and the charities. And so why LA? Not why not other cities like San Francisco? Why San Francisco? I'm just kidding. I mean <laughs> <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I'm biased, right? We're both biased. We're from yeah. LA. Right. Right. Um, Represent. <laughs> You know, LA is just so amazing in, in so many ways, but one is because we have so many creative people here. You know, we have the entertainment world, we have video production, you know, we have the fashion world. And so, you know, when you go to San Francisco, typically you'll find that Stanford MBA that kind of like goes and pivots and goes into the tech world, right? Maybe they go into VC. And here we're finding entrepreneurs coming from every direction, right? You have somebody from fashion that's coming and they're making like a, like a fashion platform. You're having somebody from like movies and entertainment um, coming in and creating a new social network. And so it's just really exciting because I feel like there's so many amazing ideas. And there's also so many just like smart business people in general here that are able to take those ideas and scale them out. Also, I will say there's a lot of talent right, to help you grow your companies. I've been in tech for like 15 years now, and I've, I've worked for companies up in Palo Alto. I've had several clients and partners in New York. And within this time frame, all my good friends that I've built throughout this time have moved to LA. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> you kind of just see like everyone's just coming here. Again, I'm biased, but that's from the lens that I have. I feel like LA is the place to be. Absolutely. West side is the best side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so how has LA helped accelerate your company and your career growth? You mentioned, you know, having worked in other places and a lot of your friends are moving here now, but you know, anything specific in LA that has helped? Well, you know, specifically for my career growth, I actually started in the music industry. I started at Sony. And so you just kind of had to be in LA to be in that. But from there, I went and worked for one of the first social networks that was um, rivaling my space at the time and then got purchased by Viacom called Tag World. And I was their head of business development and music partnerships growth. So I was able to create this huge network around the music industry, which then expanded to the entertainment industry. So where else could you do that? LA, right? So I think, you know, just where I was, it allowed me to really get a lot of experience with like entertainment type clients, but also like larger brands, which is the seat I sit in today, right? All of my partners are big, like e-commerce brands. So I think LA for its draw to the entertainment industry and now e-commerce industry that has helped fuel my career. And what about any LA tech companies or talent that you've come across lately that have really impressed you? I've always loved Hit Record, Joseph Gordon Levitt's collaboration platform. And, you know, my good friend, you know, she is the head of product there. And just kind of watching the evolution of that company and how they've grown throughout the years has been has been really impressive to me. You know, they've not only like scaled pretty rapidly, but also to witness the large positive impact that they're leaving on the creative community by allowing people to collaborate on like creative projects remotely is pretty huge, especially in, in these times where everybody feels so isolated. So, you know, I definitely love that company because I'm biased towards companies that help lift others yeah. up and inspire others oh, absolutely. to do better. Yeah. So that's a cool one. Another one I will say is, um, is a dev shop called Tulico. I feel like dev shops are like the unsung heroes a lot of the time, but, you know, especially in startups, you know, people don't necessarily find this magical unicorn of a CTO to build their platforms from them. That, that doesn't always happen. And so what happens a lot of the time is that you go and you outsource and you find these companies to kind of help bring your idea 
to life. And so Tulico for me, you know, they're based out of LA. I've worked with them for 15 years now. They power a lot of the tech for huge startups, not only here in LA, but across the country and corporations. And so, you know, I just had to say them because I just feel like dev firms don't get like the love that they that they should get. Um, and this specific company is just such a huge player in the LA space with helping to power a lot of the cool tech that we see. Although a unicorn CTO that could help magically build the platform, that is the dream, That right? is the dream. <laughs> that is the dream. That is the dream. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, this is my, gosh, this is my fifth startup, but like second startup where it's been like operated and owned by myself. And I've been always looking for that CTO, but haven't really been able to find it, at least in creating the initial idea. So, you know, that's where I bow down to Tulico. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. What's one of your favorite tech tools, mobile app, software, hardware, anything like that? Who can live without Slack, right? It's like our everything. Slack and Asana. But I will tell you one that has just come up, which is Typeform. And so they, you know, they're all about like creating really great surveys. And the reason that's so substantial for us is like, you know, for Daily Karma, we've been doing so many surveys to try to figure out what our users like, you know, what they don't like. And it's hard. It's hard to get people to fill out surveys, you know, and I feel like we've gotten better at it throughout the years. It's definitely a skill set. But the moment we started to use Typeform, we literally did it for the first time like three weeks ago we had a 200% increase in responses, which is huge, oh, wow. right? I mean, yeah, that's huge. User data is everything, especially for startups. And I don't know what it is. It's like how slick the interface is. Maybe it's more enjoyable for people to fill out. Yeah, um, very pretty. <laughs> it's very pretty. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, on the, I'm on the Typeform train at this point. I love Typeform as well. And it's just really easy. It's intuitive. And from the back end, how you can manage it and upload the questions and then export the data. Yeah. yeah. Good, good stuff there. Good recommendation. Very cool. And so if you had one ask of the community, what would it be? Uh, one ask. Can I have two? <laughs> sure, of course. <laughs> well, one is if there's any great brands out there that want to give back, you know, that are looking to, to do some cause marketing and have substantial impact in, in the world, um, reach out, you know, let me know. Um, we, you know, we'd love to talk to them about our platform. The other is I'm looking for a really amazing product manager. Mm, okay. Yeah. So if anybody knows of one that wants to be in the impact space and uh, is looking for like a full-time job where they can kind of help give back at the same time, please give me a Give me a call, send me an email, send me a tweet. <laughs> and so how can people connect with you? Uh, yeah. So you can email me at patricia.dow at dailykarma.com. My Twitter handle is pattydow. Those probably are the two best ways. Yeah. And getting to work for a women-led startup company based here in L.A., doing great things, yeah. helping people, working with amazing <laughs> brands. I mean, it's just win, win, win across the board. Checks all the boxes. So you hear that? Product managers, give Patty a shout. Yeah. Thank so. you, Rachel. I love it. <laughs> great. Well, thank you again so much for your time. Really appreciate you coming and chatting with us today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun. 
This is Patty Dow, CEO of Daily Karma, where we help e-commerce companies give back, based in Santa Monica, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. Hi, this is Arlen Hamilton, author of It's About Damn Time, How to Turn Being Underestimated into Your Greatest Advantage. And you're listening to We Are LA Tech. I feel so grateful I've had the privilege of getting an advanced copy of Arlen Hamilton's new book, It's About Damn Time. She is one of the most inspiring venture capitalists I've ever come across. Her story from having absolutely nothing and being completely broke to being one of the most influential venture capitalists in the world blows my mind. And her book is insanely well-written. Right when I picked it up, I didn't want to put it down. She teaches me and us how to become the asset, how to be our best selves, and how to be a person that not only creates opportunity for ourselves, but creates an abundance of opportunity for others. I'm so proud to share her book with you, and I hope you'll pick it up. And I know for sure you'll be just as riveted as I was with each page you turn. Get It's About Damn Time at itsaboutdamntime.com. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Sarah Tran. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.